Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The year is with Red and Bobby. Hello, I'm comedian Bobby Mayer. And I'm comedian Red Richardson. And welcome to The Year Is, a new comedy podcast where every episode we travel back in time to a different year in history and talk about the craziest and most interesting things that happened that year. Welcome. So yeah, what year are we going back to this year? This year we're going back to uh, to 1540. This episode we're going back to 1547. Okay. Which was a pretty grim and disgusting year. Before we travel back though. Yeah. Like, how are you? I'm all right. I got the bus here. Load of teenage kids on the bus. Okay. Who were intimidating and, and horrific. To you? Just generally. I find it just they get worse as I get older. Is that because you become more terrified of other people? Yeah, just annoyed. What did they do? They've got no spatial awareness. They move around. They play uh, music from their phones, which is just uh, horrible. And yeah, just out loud music. And they just they can't sit still. So they move seat to seat. And uh, yeah, hate it. You you're the opposite. You sit still all the time. You barely move. Well, I, I, you're you're like a turtle. I did five k on the bike the other day. Did you? Yeah, yeah that's still just moving your legs. So your didn't upper break a sweat. I guarantee when you do five k, your upper body is completely still while your legs move. Well, I did I did five k and then I ran to Cheeky Burger, which is a, a burger restaurant near, <laughs> near my gym, right by my gym. And I I left the bike early because there's a deal that stops at four o'clock. <laughs> and I ran in and it was three fifty eight, and the guy was serving someone and pissing around by the time he got to me it was 401 and he refused to give me the deal <laughs> and i was like i was here on time i ran so yeah so you worked out mm. hard enough that you could eat the burger and it wouldn't it, affect you no it would like, literally 5k burns like 60 calories it's fucking pointless not even close there's like 250 calories in a mars bar <laughs> so i'd be you know i'd I would still be massively in my overdraft. Okay. Even with the uh, with the 5K. Yeah, I don't like exercise. No, but then you're not fat, so I don't know how. You're not fat? Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, technically obese. That's just because you're so short and your stomach's so big. <laughs> well, that makes someone fat. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's is yeah. that what that word means. Yeah, that is what it means. Oh, okay. And how, how are you doing? How's, uh, how's it being a, an expecting father? Well, you know... It's good. People keep saying, are you excited? Mm -hmm. As if, like, I can have a constant feeling of elation. Yeah. That in seven weeks, I'm going to have no free time. 
Yeah. Like, I am excited to meet this kid and, like, like love my kid and yeah, take yeah, care yeah. of it. But I'm not, like, thrilled. No, I don't get it. People expect someone to be super excited about someone they don't even know what they're going to be like yet. Yeah, I hope. Like, I think once it's happening, I'll be excited. But I yeah. never get that excited about, like, things in the distant future. No, no, no. We, um, our friends of mine and Rosie's rang up today saying they're having a kid. And everyone is excited, but you go, I don't know what the kid's going to be like. And as we've seen in history, it doesn't always turn out great. No, you know? I would I would say today's episode especially. Yeah, yeah, we look at some of the characters. from But, you know, it could be uh, a future John Legend or it could be a new Hitler. You just don't know. You so mean, I think everyone should hold off the excitement until the kid's about 18. You think, And we, then get happy. So you wait it's, just a, it's a waiting so someone, game. So in your mind, someone says, we're having kids. And mm-hmm. then you say, interesting. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. And then uh, <laughs> when the kid turns 18, you go, well, it seems like it wasn't a great idea, was yes, it? Yes. He's dropped out of school. Drug All he problem. does is smoke weed. Yeah. He hates women. He sits on his computer all day in the dark. Your kid lacks ambition. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah he's, had a, he's had a couple top comments on Reddit. Yeah, Miley Cyrus has a restraining order out against him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you just wait, you know. I'm sure your kid's going to be great. Uh, are you? Yeah. I think, you know, well-rounded parents. <laughs> <laughs> No, but the, they usually that was rebel. the meanest laugh. <laughs> they usually rebel. So they're, they're so they'll be like you know a rebellious re- be daughter with a briefcase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll be like a lawyer. She'll yeah. be the new AOC or something like that. You know, you, you think AOC's a lawyer? No, but she'll be. She's a you know politician. That's true. Ex bartender. She really. Which she Piers does Morgan that points a out a lot. Yeah. Used to work in a pub. Used to hack people's phones. We, we all have a past, Piers. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one, but I think yeah, it's well. I think uh, anyone who's listening to this episode, as the episodes go on, and in about three months when you are a dad, it'll be interesting to see the difference in how you talk and. You'll probably be like, oh, yeah. welcome to the year. Is. I don't know. Will I? I haven't slept in five days. Oh, these people. These p- Listen, I'm not saying having a child will be easy. I'm sure it's going to be really fucking difficult. Yeah. But what? There's a certain kind of person who's like a ghost of Christmas future. And I've met them and they say, don't have kids. Yeah. It'll ruin your life. And it's like, I knew you before you had kids. Your life sucked then. Yeah, yeah. And they're like six and like, I get to smoke weed whenever I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, ooh, wow. I, I get up at 12 every day. Yeah. What a great time yeah. you're having. Well, 1547. Yeah. You're, the, when you look back. Yeah. Like even like kings in 1547, there's no one that didn't have like, it makes me really happy. I'm having a child today. Oh yeah, you think about they're just a like, child. oh, they had twelve stillborns, and then one lived, and you're yeah. like, oh my god, till he was nine. Yeah, you know, and it's just, um, yeah, there's no painkillers, nothing like, you know. And now everyone's like, well, my, my sister gave birth. My um, my mum rang me, and I was having a sauna actually, and I had to leave the sauna because she goes, drive to your sister's house, get her overnight bag her pregnancy bag with like stuff in it. I'm like, she's at the hospital. I'm sure they've got everything you need there. And then as I was driving, I was like, you know, in medieval times, you know, 
which you, like, you get a stick to bite on and that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, they didn't complain. I don't know. We weren't there. <laughs> no, it probably did. So now you wanted 1547. This was you. Yeah. This yeah. was a Red Richardson year. You, uh, I picked this year. fascinated. Yeah. It's, I just think it's a good year in history because uh, it's the year Henry VIII died, who is, as a British kid, he's like your first baddie, you know, that you learn about. I think he's more, I, I mean, I feel like he's more your inspiration. Who, me? Yeah, for how you conduct your life. To be honest, uh, I'm glad you said that, because uh, that that is, uh, I, I, I always wish I was a king in Tudor times, <laughs> because you just, it's, being a royal back then was actually good. Yeah. You know, you didn't, like, have to do anything. Like, now you have to go to, like, oh, you got to go to New Zealand. Now and... you're, like, a mascot. Yeah, and you look at it and it's like... A, for a country your family used to be in charge of. Yeah, and no longer. You're, like, the face of it. Uh, you, yeah, so you're, like, flyering for a nightclub that you're not allowed to party in. Really. Yeah. But, you know, you see them and, like, William has to go out and then some kid will give him a picture and he's got to go, this is great, you know? And that's the life. You just shake people's hands. You can't drink in public. Well, they, you never see them drunk. Well, Harry used to when he was uh, when he was fun. But you know, you, you could kill your enemies, eat what you want. There was no there was no shame attached to living better than everyone else until revolution. Yeah, and then everyone you know, but then it kind of evened itself out. Yeah, so he's always been my uh, my inspiration. So I don't know that much about him. Tell me. About the death and life of Henry VIII, well, so that I get my head around why this is so important. He's like, he's probably the most famous monarch I think in this country's history because it's like legendary indulgence changed the laws, with, broke away from the Catholic Church in Rome, which no one had done because he wanted to divorce his wife. So he's a completely you know self centered guy. Married uh, six women, killed two of them had the murdered heads cut off and was just kind of this sort of like mythological figure. A lot of it's probably not true, but he was considered, uh, back in the day, everyone said he was uh, really attractive. He was a hot, do you think he was a hot guy? No. Well, I don't know, but you look at like, everyone goes, oh, he was so hot. And you go, but how do you know that? And it's like, because everyone at the time wrote that he was really hot and, and drew pictures of him that was hot. And it's like, yeah, but he would kill you. So if, like, if now I had the power to have you murdered and your whole family murdered, including your dog, and I said, Bobby, do you want to paint me? Well, I'd, I'd say how, no. But you, I would have you killed for refusing. Okay. So how would you paint me if I could have you killed with the, and your whole family, with the click of, including Sonny, your dog? Okay, well, this is... This is under the guise that we know you're ugly. <laughs> Not so. And I want to make you attractive. No. I don't think that there's a risk. The thing is, there's a risk because anyone painting Henry VIII, right? Mm. They think, oh, his nose is ugly. Let's give him a smaller nose. Yeah, but then yeah, you yeah. do the painting and he looks at it and he thinks, and then he says, why do you make my nose smaller? Yeah, that's... I, a... liked, my, I liked my nose. And that... then you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think a lot of people died getting it right, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you find that balance of what does he think he looks like? Yeah. But yeah, I just, you'd probably give him like a massive knob 
and then you know i don't think you see dick in the paintings red <laughs> what are you talking about there's no pictures of a henry the eighth with a 12 inch cock it's like that meme everyone is sending in coronavirus you know also, the British guy... people you always say knob but it's like the knob is the head of the penis no is it do you th- you think the knob is the whole penis yeah that's you actually say someone's a knob is yeah the whole thing it's an english word i get i guess i would think the knob is the head no, that's it. It's, uh... If you're listening or watching, let us know if you think the knob is the head or the shaft, balls, and head of the penis. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're, we're going to do a survey. We take on the big issues in this yeah. podcast. <laughs> Two academics, yeah, diving into the uh, the hot the hot issues of uh, of the day. But no, so he was um, he was a notorious womanizer. Uh, but it's funny because, like, I, I watched a film. Uh, were there any kings that were just like, I only fuck my wife? I don't think so. I think that'd be terrifying, actually. It'd be more that'd scary. be more terrifying if a king was like, I only fuck my wife yeah. and I only want to fuck my wife. People would be like, this guy has a level of self-control we haven't seen in a king. That's, yeah, a, that's yeah. a, a terrifying, smooth operator. Yeah. Like Hitler probably was probably like that. Yeah, but apparently he had, like, horrific flatulence, one ball. And a meth addiction. Yeah, it doesn't. He seems like the sort of guy. He just had other things on his mind. <laughs> yeah, just like you're fucked by Hitler while he farts all over you. You're like, oh, okay, that's not a man with a healthy sex life. No, he had a he had a, he had a secret. He was yeah. hiding. I stink. I have one ball. Lick it, Eva. But he. So I know it was funny. Like doing research for this, I watched the other Bolin girl about Henry VIII. Okay, and it's got Eric Banner in it. And he's like hot, you know. He's he's Henry, right? Yeah, he plays Henry, and he's like hot. And there's like sex scenes. I'm watching. I'm just thinking at the time. There's no toothpaste, no moisturizer, no deodorant. So it'd just be like a like one stumpy brown tooth on the hot guy stinks like shit. Like making out with, you know what I mean? Like they do these like hot sex scenes from medieval, and they're always going to be young girls whose mouths haven't rotted yet. So and it's a woman like with a mouth mouth full of teeth. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I'm being generous when I say woman, and then a man, <laughs> a man with one brown tooth, being like, "Hello, sweetie." Yeah, and just covered in red wine, a disgusting face, uh, like yeah. the, the putrid smell because they probably bath like once a week. But it's Eric Banner who looks like he's just been for a wax. I like that. Um, it's a good. Uh, yeah, I can't remember who else was in it. It's a, it, It's amazing that someone historically is a villain, and then four hundred, how many years? Five hundred years later, he's played by Eric Banner. Yeah. Well, he's kind of. It's weird because like he, he's a tyrant, and they we're we're still making him hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, still yeah. like we want him to be hot. Didn't Damian Lewis play him? Uh, pro- I don't know, but maybe. There's been like, uh, like probably about 10 people have played him in the past. You know, it's the sort of part you'd want a lot of fun to play with. But uh, I, so I looked up, because uh, you know, there's no way the guy was, was hot, because I looked up the, uh, his eating habits. And uh, there's a good, so he used to eat whale meat, whole roasted peacock, a lot of spit roasted meat, internal organs. Was on the was on the okay. list. Yeah, boar's head, roasted swan. Then this is the this is the section on vegetables. Perhaps the only type of food Henry and his court didn't consume to excess was vegetables, which were viewed as the food of the poor. <laughs> Made up less than twenty percent of the royal diet. 
So he's just eating. He was I, he was Jordan Peterson. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, he was on the Jordan Peterson diet. Make your bed. Um, <laughs> but he, yeah, whale meat, which was shocking to me because I, I didn't know. And they're saying it's fairly common and cheap due to the plentiful supply of whales in the North Sea. And they'd have meals of um, 14 course meals. So you have to sit there. The whale would come out. Imagine that. You get there early and you're starving. You just dine out on the bread. You know, you ever done that in a restaurant? Yeah, I love... I don't think they had bread. Did they have bread? Yeah, of course they had bread. Okay, yeah. yeah. Bread's pretty common. No, bread came from China, Bobby. Um... <laughs> Red, you say that like, oh, yeah, of course they had bread. How do you make... Can you make bread? Uh, yeah, wheat, flour, a bit of water. Where were you in the pandemic? I would love, I would love to put you in a room with all these ingredients egg. and see how long it takes. And to see egg. you come out with a loaf of bread. A baguette, anything you want. You've never made a loaf I've, of bread in I your life. I have never made bread. But I've seen people on Instagram post pictures about their bread and it doesn't look too hard. If you went, imagine, what's crazy is if you went back to 1547, you couldn't survive. So did you think prior to this podcast, oh, it was all just meat and veg. And then in 1905, uh, the Chinese introduced bread bread to us. (laughs) You think I'm supposed to know every bread fact. They had bread in Jesus's time. Break bread. You know the saying? Okay. Yes. Bread and wine. Communion. You never been to church? No. Okay, well, I did religious studies, so... Well, that's why it's good we've got an academic on the podcast, otherwise it would go crazy and have no credibility whatsoever. (laughs) But I honestly Mm. don't think if you went back to 1547, you could survive. Why not? Because you'd get there and they'd say, okay, yeah, we need... uh, You want to eat? Make some bread. You couldn't make the bread. No, I'd I'd go up to the, the bakery... You think they had? Ba- I think people made their own bread. I don't I, think they had. I no. I go to the bakery and I'd have an espresso. Okay. Um, write some jokes while the bread was being made, and then I'd go get the bread. They, they would have bakers then. It's a job. People didn't make their own bread. I'm sure they did, but there would also be a job, which is being a baker for peasants. Then, yeah, or for royalty. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't get it. You don't it wouldn't make a come sliced in a bag, Bobby, I don't think. No. <laughs> Did they have plastic? No, I don't think so. I think that was later on. It's funny because he... So, at first, apparently, he was meant to be a good guy. Everyone said he was considered exceedingly good-looking for his era with foreign ambassadors praising his physical attributes. He's more than six foot tall, an avid athlete with a sportsman body, excelling at everything from dancing and tennis to jousting and hunting. Again, excelling if you're the king and you can kill everyone doesn't mean you're excelling. It means yeah, no everyone's too you. scared to play you. You know, it's like Escobar when he used to play football with like professional teams and score a hat trick. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they said, by all accounts, he's a cheerful lad, an image hard to reconcile with the tyrant to come. What is a good person back then, though? Do you know what I mean? I think just not killing. Yeah. For he had a period where he didn't kill and then he started to kill. Yeah. Not killing back then was like having your gender pronouns in your Twitter bio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was the woke thing back then. But what was interesting, so he he had six wives. His sixth wife outlived him. Uh, there was a rocky patch where she nearly got arrested and nearly died because, you know, he fancied some other woman and was like... It's like you can't just dump them, Henry. You don't have to fucking kill them, you know? <laughs> but the Catholic Church wouldn't allow it. Well, no, because he left them first. So there's a few, you know, like um, there's always suspected affairs and stuff like that. And uh, if he thought that, he'd have your head chopped off. But she she left him and then uh, – when well, she outlived him, sorry. 
and then four months after his death, married someone else. Okay, which is uh, which is pretty sneaky, but I think you think she should have what mourned okay. her psychopathic husband if, if, for years. If you died, and in four months Harriet married someone else, would you expect me to go to the wedding? If and, I and I would. <laughs> Red, you didn't come to mine and Harriet's wedding. No, I was only invited to like the last five minutes. We didn't the know end. each other that well then. Well, then you know you were invited to the reception. I was. I invited you to my wedding. I was your best man. And you made a speech that uh, made me sound like Henry VIII mixed with someone even worse. All I said mm. in my wedding speech mm-hmm. was that the way I met you, which yeah. is completely true, and yeah. the way we met was and you're gonna I do was again doing now? a show at the Edinburgh Festival, mm-hmm. uh, an hour show every day, and you came to the show and said, good job. And then you came back the next day and said... I brought my dad. Yep. And then you came back the next day and said, I brought my brother. And then you came back the next day and said, I brought my girlfriend. And I thought there was something wrong with you. (laughs) So I thought, what is wrong with this guy? Yeah. And then somehow I end up being my stalker's best man. That's what I said. I saw the show and you didn't seem well. And so I thought I need to bring people to make this guy feel better. That's not what happened. That, that is what, there was also, like three people there every time. There was it was packed. You know, you're just lying. It was a sold out run. No, it was it was a good show. And I brought people along. And for somehow uh, that makes me the bad guy. It doesn't make you a bad guy. It just makes you someone you know, and you, you the thing is you're you just have a an untrustworthy vibe at first. So after four months uh, of you dying, you think uh, you'd be fine with Harriet marrying someone else? I'm not saying I'd be fine with it, but these, I think that's the, if if you're a woman in that time, Mm -hmm. that's the power you have is to marry well. That's, that's your, that's your commodity to ensure a good life for yourself and your children is to marry powerful people. That's all, you know. That's what they what, can't own property. What I forgot to mention is that in his will, Henry left us seven thousand pounds a month. Today's equivalent, uh, no, sorry, seven thousand pounds back then. So that's, how how much is that in today's? Fuck no, I want to look a that lot, up. A lot of money. You consider like in the seventies, you could buy a pint for like a quid. So five hundred years before that, the Jaeger bombs were on Catherine Parr. I'm looking it up right now to see. Thing is, what'd you spend your money on back then? Like, oh, I'm going to buy a pheasant and a boar and some whale. Like, you can't go on holiday. You can't go on a cruise. I think you, you can go on holiday. Where to? Other parts you, of England. You can go to France? watch Beyonce. You know, you can't go to Dubai. Would you get jewels? I suppose they had jewelry. There's not much you can do with your money then. You can't buy a yacht. It would be about 1.6 million pounds a month. Yeah, so she's looking at like you know eighteen something a year, um, eighteen something, eighteen million a year, something like that. Um, okay. So she's got a lot of money, but I don't know where because it just looked like everything was crap. Then I suppose you could buy a castle, <laughs> but like then it's just you're just living in. Yeah, cold but Red, they stone. didn't know you're going into their minds as if they knew life could be better. Yeah. Even now, living in a castle today would be really cold and drafty. 
in the winter it'd be horrible. You'd be yeah, it'd be horrible. Yeah, but that was the best they had then. You're looking at it as if they knew life could be different. I'm just saying, look, I just don't think anyone had a good time. But then you don't hear about people committing suicide back then. You know? What? This, how, what, what do you not understand? You don't, you, you don't think anyone committed suicide? We well, don't hear about it. When did you hear about I'm some, Googling this. Yeah, Google it. Shakespeare didn't shoot himself at 27. But don't. Isn't there suicide in Shakespeare's plays? Yeah, but it's only somebody who's like fucking killed his mom and shagged his dad or something. That's the only time anyone seems to kill themselves. And they're like going to die anyway. So they, Romeo and Juliet, but that was like a mistake, you know? But you just said you never hear about suicide in yeah, Shakespeare. There was no mental but health awareness. Juliet, Romeo and Juliet, his most famous Yeah, play, that was, but that was an accident. She killed herself because she thought he was dead, then he wasn't dead, and he killed herself because then she was dead. Yeah, but everyone kills themselves because of an adverse situation in their life, Fred. No, but it was a mistake. If they'd have known the truth, they would have stayed alive. There was no mental health awareness week then, uh, which I think proves that there was no mental health problems. There was no charities like Calm. There was no, <laughs> there was no Samaritans, the good Samaritans. So, you know, it was obviously uh, not needed. So maybe we don't need yachts and Ferraris to have a good time. Maybe we just need to eat whale and drink swimming pools full of ale every year. That's possible. That's what we could learn. It must have been weird, though, for the new husband of Catherine Parr. Because it's like if you meet someone who they go, oh, my ex was a psycho, you know. And usually if you hear that, you go, "Mm, was it them or you, you know. I think and they, they were. Oh, they wouldn't let me wear makeup. And if I left the house, I wasn't allowed to wear a dress. Or she wouldn't let me see my friends. It's, it's like, what did your ex do? It's like, he used to fucking boil people alive and, and cut the heads off his wife if they displeased him. But who did she marry? Some guy with uh, Seymour. He was some nobleman. Was but he they not- had to do it in secret. Was he nicer? Yeah, she had a kid at 35 with him, uh, which back then is pretty old. Yeah. What I find shocking about the whole thing is Henry lived to 58, which isn't like, you know, that's quite a long time, for, especially for back then, not now. I mean, I'd be surprised if you lived to 58. I, well, yeah, um, that's a nice thing to say, buddy. <laughs> I hope I outlive you. I really do. One of us will outlive the other. Of course. It's a, well, we'll die in the same time in a horrific podcast. <laughs> shoot out <laughs> what? we're gonna have a duel i'll do a murder suicide <laughs> you're gonna do you're gonna kill me on the podcast yeah. and then make jody edit and release it <laughs> kill jody for, for patreon <laughs> no um well yeah it's uh i'm not gonna kill you bobby okay okay so after he died his son took over right yeah his nine-year-old son king edward do you know one of the first things he passed is a law uh, free skittles for everyone. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what would you wait? What before we go? What would you nine year old Red? What would nine year old Red do as king? Uh, make everyone dress up as a Star Wars character, and then I'd live out some fantasy Star Wars thing where I was the savior, and I'd you know, I'd you wouldn't you want to be Darth Vader? Yeah, but you're the king. You can be. I change character every day. I do what the fuck I want. Yeah, okay. I'd have all the costumes. All this stuff. It would be like a, yeah, like a little prince's birthday party every day. 
I imagine he had a regent acting for him. Yeah, he would have had someone. That's he the wasn't funny thing. Actually, in charge. Well, he, but he was the king. But the funny thing is, he's suddenly you've got all these old men who have to try and get on his level to gain his favor. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's just like, hey, buddy, <laughs> how are you going? <laughs> God, little mixer, good, aren't they? <laughs> No, yeah, just someone trying to get in. There's probably just people arriving with, like, chocolate cakes. Oh, yeah, that must be a really weird period in life where you're trying to make a nine-year-old think you're great. Yeah. Even once they grow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because the people, generally the people who you think are really cool when you're 10, you grow up and you're like, wait, that 15-year-old loved to hang out with us. Yeah, yeah, He was a fucking loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you have to somehow be a, you're this powerful man and you have to think, make this, nine-year-old think you're cool so that when they grow up they want to have you around well no but they never end up staying around they always get beheaded you know they always change always changes so what was what what law did he bring in he made it illegal to boil people alive (laughs) so he was a a liberal cuck then (laughs) yeah right he was a liberal cuck (laughs) so that but it's funny that boiling alive like that's uh what would be funny is there probably was people around who were like the gun lobby back then. Well, there must have been. No decision is ever made where people unanimously agree with it. So he must have been like, okay, guys, I'm thinking we're going to make it illegal to boil people alive. And then someone was like, actually... My sister was murdered, and they boiled her murderer alive, and I think it's a really fair way to kill someone who deserves it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. There would have been people fighting back. Yeah. They'd be like, he's a nine-year-old. They'd treat him like Greta. He doesn't know what he's talking about. What's amazing, I was, I was researching in India, they boiled people alive, and uh, in other countries also, like, it, it happened around the world, which means just as a species, independently of each other, we all figured out that you can put a human being in a pot of water and put the pot of water over a flame and kill them in a slow, in the most slow and painful way. Also, what's crazy is like, think how long does it take to boil water today? Oh, kettle can, what, like three minutes? Yes. This was not, there was no kettles. No, it would have been a So you're in a giant, thick steel pot <laughs> over an open flame if it's windy yeah it's gonna take a long time <laughs> can someone blow on the fire i've been melting for hours i don't think they sat them in there from cold to off. <laughs> um yeah that is it's interesting as well what like a barbaric thing to do and I wonder who the first person to inspire that was. You know, someone sat there boiling water to make... Why would you boil water back then with just baths and stuff, I suppose? To clean it also. Yeah. I don't know if they knew that, but it's a a way to... They weren't making gnocchi, were they? No, I think that's why they drank a lot of wine, because it was cleaner than... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And booze as well. Wine. No, but yeah, but like, I'm sorry, ale, sorry. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, someone must have been really annoying and someone just sat by a boiling pot and they go this is probably centuries before this like neanderthal time and they just look at them look at the hot water and go hmm i'm not allowed to touch this because it will hurt but i hate this person so i'll just throw them in and then everyone collectively around the world is sort of we're capable of evil without influencing each other at all yeah there's a couple things 
that every civilization figured out. Mm. Kissing. Yeah. Language. Yep. And boiling people alive. <laughs> Those are the big three that I've noticed. <laughs> you know, that's true. That's, and uh, music. Music. Does every culture have music? Muster. <laughs> I've not been to the Amazon, but they must do something. I want to check. I want to see if every culture Undiscovered has tribe. They've probably got like a Justin Bieber of the Amazon who gets first dibs on... On all the food and the women. Every human culture has music, just as each, ha each has language. So it's true that music is a universal feature of the human experience. At the same time, both music and linguistic systems vary widely from culture to culture. In fact, unfamiliar music systems may not even sound like music. What does that mean? It means... Some things that we would hear and not think it's music, but to that culture. Yeah, that's like, it serves like, the like same purpose. techno, you know? <laughs> yeah, they're talking about techno, right? That's what psychologytoday.com is referencing. We don't think techno is music. Yeah, yeah. That's a progressive thing for a nine-year-old to do, though. Because I'd be like, you know, they try and pass that bill. I go, what? You know... I want to go to Eminem World or what, whatever the equivalent was back then. Yeah. You know, why are you stopping that? But then they still, like, hung, drawn, and courted people, I'm sure. Just the boiling stopped. Maybe logistically it just took too much time. Yeah. Wasting a vat of water. Yeah. God, that'd be so I don't know shit. if they were that water conscious then. No. Maybe not. But it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a terrible way to die. Wait. So if you... Had to choose how you die. What would you choose? Um, I would. I know people always say, oh, you die peacefully in your sleep. It's like, oh, you don't know that. I would like a terminal disease. Why? Because then I have time for everyone I know mm. to tell me how much I meant to them. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, yeah. all I want. Mm. You know when people have those living funerals mm. in movies? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's only ever in movies, but they'll have a funeral when they're still alive. And then everyone comes to the funeral and say, you are my biggest inspiration. <laughs> and the person sits there and goes, thank you. Yeah. Though after the three people have said that to you, uh, you're just stuck alone with your illness. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're still going to die. Like, I want that to happen so much, I would fake an illness. I'd WhatsApp you. <laughs> You'd what, what would you WhatsApp? I'd say, uh, you did some good shows, Bobby. We did a podcast. Well done. Thank you. Thumbs up emoji. <laughs> and what, but wait, how do you want to die? I think in my sleep, uh, you know, just maybe some painless way. Is it, is it possible to have a painless so way? So you don't want to know it's coming at all? No, no way. I don't like surprises. <laughs> no, I mean, I would rather a surprise. Sorry. Um, no, I don't. I did the, It's the fear of that and the waiting. I'd c kind of rather... Maybe shot in the back of the head going down an escalator at the why tube station. Why bring in bullets? Like, because like, it's why quick. bullets? Because you wouldn't, you wouldn't know it's happening. It's just... <laughs> also, if it's on an escalator, that means it's in public. That yeah. means like a bunch of people are watching oh, you die. I, I'd want a child to see it, you know. <laughs> just create a little psycho. <laughs> I'd want my eyeballs to end up on someone's face. <laughs> just so someone would remember me for a long time. Yeah. You know, if if the comedy doesn't pay off, uh, someone out there will have been affected by the works of my head.
So that yeah, I think that's that's probably sometimes right. I have fantasies where I prevent a terrorist attack. That's a cool feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd always do that. But I want to survive in my fantasy. Thing is, yeah, you yeah. I want to be injured horribly, but live enough that like you know, like I, I'm at Victoria Station. Mm. There's two terrorists with guns. Yeah. Somehow I get the jump on, on one of the guys with the gun. I've had this so many times. I this get thought. the gun. <laughs> Away from one of the guys. Yeah. Now, the worry is the police are going to come any second, yeah. think I'm one of the terrorists and kill me. No, but... So I have a decision to make. I either drop the gun mm. and I run, but there's still one guy with a gun, or I try to kill the other mm. terrorist with the gun I have, well aware that the police could come at any second and think I'm one of the terrorists. You, I, I've had this played out so many times, and in my head... I shoot both the terrorists, the cops arrive, and one of them's like a Morgan Freeman type. He's like, he's with us kind of thing. Okay. And then a, a really attractive woman. Um, your wife? She's not in the film. Okay. Um, <laughs> says. Where's your wife? She's uh, she's not part of this story. Okay. Uh, this is me, Bobby. Okay. Um, for once, can I have something that's just me? Yeah. Uh, she's so attractive lady goes, no, he actually saved us all. And I'm on the, have you seen The Rock in the end when Nicolas Cage has the two flares and he's wearing a vest? Yes. I'm on my knees with the two guns in the air. The fact that your reference to cool is Nicolas Cage <laughs> in The Rock. That's where your mind goes. Like, I want to be cool like Nicolas Cage in The Rock. That's your, I mean, I'm the one playing out a hero fantasy, but you still want to be Nick Cage in The Rock. He's, he's, good. he's good in that. He's cool. Okay. He is a great actor. He's not a great actor. He's, he is a great actor. He's the most yo-yo. He can be the really good or so bad. Yeah, but most people can never be really good. Mm, I don't know. There's something about him where he's, it's like sometimes so bad it's good and then sometimes it's just bad. No, it's not so bad it's good. He plays like hyper-realism. He's like a, it's kind of like a surreal experience when you watch him have you seen like the even like the weatherman that's probably his most down-to-earth performance that's okay good. i liked raising arizona i thought he was good enough yeah everyone that's, con air's terrible con, no awful. one's yeah red no one is claiming con air is a great film <laughs> no one is like wow you know that my favorite movie con air <laughs> that probably that, there's that probably plane some people... full of convicts <laughs> where nick cage gets stuck in the middle and has to fight his way out I Conner, thought, <clears throat> Conner, Steve Buscemi plays a pedophile in it. Is he? I mm-hmm. thought he was just a murderer. I'm pretty sure he's a pedophile. Oh, I didn't see that. And he, uh, there's a storyline where he gets off the plane. Oh, so when he talks to the little kid. Yeah, and he befriends a kid and you think, oh no, he's going to do something horrible. But then in the end, he's just friends with the kid. And that's the light comic entertainment storyline <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> It's like a will they, won't they, except it's Stephen Buscemi, Steve Buscemi killing a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 1547 really was just a year of tyrants. Mm. So Henry VIII died. R.I.P. And the world breathed a sigh of relief. But then Ivan the Terrible became <laughs> the ruler of Russia. Now, to be fair to Ivan the Terrible... Mm. The terrible didn't quite translate to mean what we think. It it kind of meant more as like the formidable. So was it or more the dangerous? Was it? Have you seen Muriel's wedding? No. There's a bit when she goes, "You're terrible, Muriel." It might have been more of that thing, you know, instead of like you're formidable. No, she's just a bit like you know all over the place. 
I don't think can't, he, he can't was, get a shit together. Was he not like that? <laughs> well, no. So he became the Grand Prince of Moscow at age three when his father died. But he did spend most of his childhood imprisoned in a dungeon while his mother ruled the country. And then they let him out of the dungeon and he became ruler. Did he have to kill his mum? Why was she locking him up? I don't know. She sounds horrible. But he spent most of his time reading voraciously and torturing little animals. So this what, in the dungeon? Yes. Um, so his, rats and stuff. Yeah, his hobbies were drinking beer, playing the trombone, <laughs> when raping and killing people, and throwing pets out of the upper windows of the Kremlin. Fucking this is up. as a boy, and then they were like, let's get this guy in charge. Who was, who was looking, which jailer was looking through the little cracks, watching him, like, just torture animals and drink pints of beer and going, we should let this guy out and make him king. He, but he was always going to be king. There's no Fucking way around hell. it. He was the, he was the, you know, Is there no way they the could have faked an illness and killed him? Not that I think killing children is a good idea, but sometimes, you know, <laughs> that boy's going to become a man. He was the grand prince. Also, Why he, was he in prison then? Because his mom wasn't the most loving mother. Okay. Some mothers nurture their children and some mothers put their children in prison. And there wasn't an Oprah type of show that he could have gone on back then <laughs> and complained about his lot. Yeah, Ivan. Uh, okay, we're here today with Ivan the Terrible. Ivan, um, yeah, so my mom has put me in uh, a prison cell for the past five years yeah. uh, because I'm going to be king and she can't be bothered to raise me. I would prefer if I'm not in prison. I'm starting to exhibit quite dangerous behaviors. I love to kill little animals. Um, I probably had psychopathic tendencies, but now I'm really leaning into them. Yeah, there'd be loads of dead chickens around instead of the rescue ones that were in the Meghan and Harry interview. Were you silent, Ivan, or were you silenced? (laughs) I've been silenced, and I'm not going to be silent any longer. But it does sound like you had a hard life, so it's Ivan the Terrible is considering... You know, his upbringing. He had a tough he got, start. He could have been called Ivan the not as bad as he could have been considering his start in life. That could be a new nickname. Well, he did. It's not like he went on to be like a, a very friendly ruler. No. He, he had his first rival executed when he was 13 years old. <laughs> So the execution ended the political struggles within the Russian state that had persisted throughout his childhood because there was someone who was vying for power. And at 13, he was like, kill him. Kill him. Yeah. And he did. Fuck. And to be fair that you brought up, you're given pints from an early age in a dark room. Yeah. You know, I don't think this is it's hardly like, you know, people now go, oh, kids stare at iPods for too long, iPads. And you go, yeah, it's, be- it's pe- better than... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny as well everyone goes oh the porn these days the kids are going to be it's like I don't know if Ivan needed hardcore pornography to become a a bad person you know yeah I I, I, I feel like some of this is genetic if you're if you're killing small animals oh that's always the first sign that's the first sign of a psychopath yeah right? yeah um, Saddam Hussein's favourite game was to put hot pokers in cows and stuff when he was a kid yeah I, I don't know what you do with that is it you're a sadist can we start locking kids up who display? Because it never ends well. 
You never hear a story. It's never like... Sometimes they grow out of it and become successful podcast hosts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> or like, but you never heard like, you know, David Attenborough like, yeah, when I was a kid, I just killed a goat. And then I thought, that's bad. I'm going to become a... You, you, look, even if people... The thing is, we only know about the people who killed small animals as children and then went on to become psychopaths. Nobody is volunteering that information. What do I do? I work in IT. Yeah. Uh, I love working IT. I love my boyfriend. We go to Thailand every year. When I was six, I killed a lot of baby birds. <laughs> I love to watch the life leave their eyes. I'd snap the little heads off and feed them to my dog. <laughs> I think there's a, there's a shame. People keep it Around quiet. being a psychopath. Also, once Ivan got to power, mm -hmm. he wasn't, he wasn't a man known for self-control. He had three sons. Okay. Um, he did get angry at his oldest son, whacked him over the head with a 30-pound iron bar, and killed him instantly. Fucking hell. His second son was deemed too mentally unstable to serve as a successor, probably because he watched his brother <laughs> yeah. get hit in the head. He's not right, this kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I blame myself as a parent. <laughs> also, they, they, it's weird that they know how... They say a 30-pound iron, which means he hit his son in the head with something mm. and killed him. And then someone was like, how heavy is that? Yeah, <laughs> like, they, yeah, like yeah, we got to yeah, check yeah, the yeah, weight yeah, on this yeah. iron. <laughs> and the third son died of mysterious circumstances while still a boy. Mysterious, yeah. I think Ivan Mysteriously terrible, thrown off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, killed two of his kids. And the third kid was like, I don't really want to be in charge, Dad. No, no, it doesn't sound like the best, Dad. They should have had a reality TV show. But he did keeping up with the terrible grow Russia from a small medieval state to a billion acre empire. Thanks, and Ivan. He managed to stretch Russia over Siberia and the eastern steppes, beginning the growth of Russia that would lead to the massive state it is today. So that's impressive. Yeah, but not good. Not a great. The legacy. details are. You don't really want to focus on the details no, of how he did it. There's a bit. He makes Henry actually look all right. Yeah. You know, Henry looks like Jeremy Corbyn compared to Ivan the Terrible. I bet, because Henry really wanted a son, right? Desperate. Did he get any kids? He get well, Edward, the nine-year-old, but he died when he was like 13 or something. Okay. Yeah. And that was it. And then he had Mary Elizabeth who ruled after him. Yes. So Mary instantly got rid of everything he did, all his work, Catholic again. So everyone who'd been with Henry and changed to pro became Protestant... Then Mary came in, they go, oh, fuck, we got to change again. So it's this constant, like, oh, who am I? So you just have, a, like, a dressing up box of whatever you got to wear that day, you know? And then Elizabeth came back and made it Protestant again. So it's a bit of a, you know, you don't want to get too on one side. Like, they didn't have Twitter then, you know what I mean? It would be a lot of yeah, fights. Yeah, well, you tweeted this three years ago and fucking kill him, you know? So it'd be easier to kind of maneuver. It was a real year of death. Yeah. Henry VIII, gone. Well, every year is a, is a year of death, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but carry on, sorry. I didn't want to break your flow. I was just pointing something out in case we got some academics listening. Henry VIII, dead. Yeah. Ivan the Terrible in charge. Very much alive. Unfortunately for his children and probably most of the Eastern world. <laughs> but Francis I, the king of France, also died. Okay. Um, I've never heard of this this fella. He didn't really make historically that much mm. of an impact. <clears throat> That's the thing. If you don't kill your kids or your wives, no one gives a shit about you 500 years later. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But 
He had a big part in the Renaissance. Okay. A lover, a lover of literature. All right. He had his own library. Okay. Sounds like me. Where he said, every book that gets printed in France, I want it on my shelf. Really? Which I would find so stressful. Yeah, but that's kind of an easy way to get yourself published. If like, Kate Middleton said that, I'd write a book, you know, send it to her. Yeah, yeah my Kate Middleton's read my book. Yeah, but... That'd be a good opener. The problem is, he's walking through the library. Someone goes, yeah. oh, what's that book about? Yeah. That's the worst thing when you have books, because people always ask you what the books are about. Um, I think most no people, idea. I think if you're under the age of 40, most people assume that you haven't read any of the books on your shelf. I do, because you've got loads of books out there, and I know you haven't read They're not one. my books, they're Harriet's I, books. Okay, I don't think Harriet's read I have read my books on Kindle because I don't want to kill trees. Yes, yes. And because I'm lazy. Yeah, well, fair enough. But, you know, I don't go, oh, you know, I've got books in my house that just, they're like, you know, they, I don't know what, what what's in them. What do you think's in them? Words. <laughs> but, you know, like, I get presents that are books. And now, because I'm such a slob, I don't read as much, you know. I used to read all the time because that was a form of entertainment. Now I just go on my phone. That's kind of replaced it all, you know? Yeah. But, you know, it's it's good that he cared about the uh, writing community. But then, back then, to, to write something, you need to know how to write and how to read. So it's probably about 1% of the population. So it's probably about 10 books in that oh, library. It would be so easy to be published then. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just yeah. have to be literate. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, really? Yeah. Book writing's a thing now. Well, I know how to read and write. <laughs> yeah. And then there's some guy who's not literate but tells great stories. And he's like, hey, you remember that great story you told me the other day? Yeah. Man, why don't you just tell me again? I'm going to write it down for yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And then what And then what? What happened? Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. I've got a novel coming out, actually. And then it's all published. Yeah. And he's, a, he's a, the, the, the king's favorite writer. The first first plagiarism, but no, that is that's you know I don't think that would have been a huge book uh, collection. Um, Henry VIII and him were friends. Okay, they had a, a field of the cloth of gold, which was a festival and like a competition between the two kings to try to like ease tensions. Mm-hmm. A- and it was it was just about like building peace, but it didn't really work because Henry uh, went back on the deal and challenged Francis to a surprise wrestling match. But then, so they just, the two What does that mean? He just jumped on him. Yeah, he just said, let's wrestle. Henry's that sort of guy, you know, one who squeezes your hand in a handshake. That's unnecessary show of, like, masculinity. Yeah, but then they did wrestle, and Francis won. That's so funny. So he basically said, hey, uh, I'm coming over. Let's let's not do any competition stuff, because... And then he jumped him. Yeah. And lost. And lost. Again, disproving the uh, the hot six-foot javelin-throwing. Yeah. Because Francis just sounds like he was a nerd who wrote books. I don't know books. if he was a nerd, but... Well, he loved books. Yeah, he did love sounds books. Sounds like a nerd to me. He also, uh, during the Italian wars, war between, you know, France and Italy. I don't know, but I'm assuming there was one going on, you there know. Was, there's always, always is. Yeah. He was captured in battle, Francis the king. Mm-hmm. And after a year was released, but they kept two of his sons captive for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and during captivity, his sons forgot how to speak French and only spoke the language of his captors. They kept them in Spain. How, how old were they? 
They're children. So they came back Spanish. Yes. <laughs> and then they're like, we're going to teach these kids French again because yeah, they're going to be yeah. kings. Are you sure it was the same kids? <laughs> you wouldn't really question they it. They accidentally killed them. And they're like, let's send them three Spanish boys. <laughs> this guy won't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably met his kids three times. Yeah. So he's like, oh, like have, yeah. you, have you seen that documentary Imposter? Yes, where, yeah, it's yeah, amazing. The, the French guy comes back and pretends he was, you know. A missing kid because yeah, he doesn't yeah. have a home. So he just pretends to be a missing kid. <laughs> and then they're all like, yeah, great to see you, sonny boy. And then he's oh, after God. a while, he's like, I think these people killed their kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's because uh, the brother's like, I know it's not you. And he's like, how? It's like, it implied that he killed him. But that's, uh, yeah, they, they accidentally murder the royals and then just pick up three three kids off the street and go, hey, how do you fancy being princes in France? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> okay, just pretend this guy is your dad. He won't really remember what you look like. So is uh, Francis married? Did he have any wives? Yeah, he didn't really like his first wife. Okay. His wives weren't as interesting. Uh, when his, once his son had come back, this was interesting, um, his son wed the legendary Catherine de Medici. Okay. They were both 14 years old at the time. Yeah. And they consummated their union the night of the wedding. Yeah. That means fucking. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that, Bobby. Just in case know. scientifically you didn't know that when <laughs> two people consummate a union, it means mm. they fuck. Oh, my God. Their genitals mash together. Oh, Bobby, stop being uh, so... You don't like anything sexual, well, right? It's just very crude. Until one of them comes. Usually the man. <laughs> Do you know how it works? Yeah, I've heard about it from you just now. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they're 14, bit pretty grim. Yeah. Um, but what's even grimmer... Back then, that's like 30. ...is Francis stayed in the room with some of his trusted advisors to make sure the marriage was consummated. I don't think that's what he was making sure. <laughs> his trusted advisors. Yeah, who are these a, guys? A pedo ring. Yeah. <laughs> we must be there uh, for... Um, that's disgusting. Imagine being 14 and the first time you have sex, your dad and his mates are there. <laughs> That's so grim. I'm just here to uh, make sure everything goes <laughs> to plan. At this one point, he just goes, good work, son. <laughs> You're so, really doing it, my boy. That's so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking horrible. I watched an Attenborough earlier, and they did, you know, at the end of some Attenboroughs, they do, they show how it was filmed. Yeah. And there's one where it's like they're trying to watch whales mate each other. I'm going to use that word because I think we've run out of Fs on this podcast today, Bobby, thanks to you. But um, he goes to like watch him. You mean the whales are fucking? <laughs> yes, mating. But uh, this guy, this cameraman's like obsessed to be the first guy to watch it on camera. And he like dives down with his camera. And uh, like the whales are mating and he's just there filming. I'm like, I don't know. You know, <laughs> I don't know if this is for science. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think this is for you. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine, like, you just having someone just rides up with a camera underwater, so the wetsuit makes them look even more creepy. But that's that's very gross. And I've never heard of that needing to happen before. You don't hear about that in uh, Henry VIII's time. He had a really hands-on parenting approach. <laughs> 
some pair. Listen, wait a second. No, because they came back from fucking Spain speaking <laughs> Spanish and weren't it wasn't even, even a kid. It was some Spanish kid who we had met four times. Was like daddy, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm your dad. Pretend to be my son. Oh my god! And then the wedding's done. They're like, and right, then he's like, I'm gonna, everyone upstairs. I'm gonna go watch this Spanish kid have sex with this stranger. <laughs> it's so disgusting. My parents are so annoying. <laughs> Get out of my life, Dad. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't the girl's that was she was just involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was doing a boy's voice. That didn't sound okay. Well, he's fourteen in French. Oh, I see. Yeah, lower, fair enough, fair enough. Higher, sorry. Also, it's weird at fourteen, like, because that would have been like thirty now, you know? But they would have looked fourteen. But it was kind of like that's when you got married. People get married at thirteen and fourteen. Yeah. I think a 14-year-old from 1547 would not get ID'd in a bar. Oh, no, they looked like they, a... they would stroll in. Yeah. They'd just walk in and be like, hey, can I, get a, can I get a pie? And they'd be like, you look like you need it. They look like they've been at bingo you, every you, day for yeah. 30 years. <laughs> You've got bags under your eyes. Your teeth are yellow. You're, it's like, buddy, you don't want to brush your teeth, maybe? It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. My teeth are my teeth. They clean themselves. <laughs> My toothbrush is my tongue. I am a princess. Oh. Yeah, sure you are. Yeah, yeah. A princess from 1547 walks into a bar and everyone oh, goes. Oh, it'd be like a Weatherspoon 70-year-old. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why does that that old kid stink of shit? <laughs> that old kid really stinks of shit. And she's like, I'm a princess. Who wants to fuck a princess? And you're like, hey. Can someone get that old kid that stinks of shit a shower and a toothbrush, please? Yeah, it'd be at that age as well. You'd be like, yeah, I'm 14. All my friends are getting married and settling down. I just feel like I'm doing... Because it wasn't like careers, was there? It was either like you work the land... Or you had to fuck people in front of your dad. For yeah, his, yeah. Made some music. There's no winning. <laughs> no, there isn't. It's it's all shit. So anyway, what about Francis? Any more on him apart from uh, winning the wrestling match and being a, a incestuous pedophile? This isn't a great year for men, is it? This is just a really bleak year. Like the three main characters: mm. Henry VIII, horrible person, dead. Yeah. Francis the first. Interesting. Watched his son have sex with his wife when he was 14. Weird. Oh, he wouldn't be working today. Let's, no. Let's put it that way. Well, he would have been working in the 90s. It'd be funny if Prince Andrew is like, look, you know, that guy did that. And you're like, yeah, 600 years ago. Value <laughs> <laughs> using that as a reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so you know. On Newsnight with Emily Maitlis, I was not there to watch Beatrice consummate her marriage. Thank you very much. But have you got anything uh, anything nice about this year? Because we never do. No, there's one good guy. Mm. Magnus Pagel, a German doctor and mathematician. Yeah. He was born. And he was one of the first authors to theorize about blood transfusions. Well, that's good progress. Yes. Now, mm. think of a man in 1547. Mm-hmm. There's no modern medicine. No. There's biting down on a stick and hoping the infection clears up because you ate a leaf. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay? This man was just like, what if we put your blood into my body? (laughs) Yeah. And now hundreds of years later, we're like, this guy was was a a medical. He had interesting medical ideas. But again... 
Was he just a creep? I think it was a creep who was a massive coincidence. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He had a thing and it worked. Yeah, that's because there's a new moisturising cream, which loads of actresses use. Sandra Bullock and people like that swear by it and openly use it, which I find really weird. But it's uh, made from molecules from babies' foreskins, and it's meant to be great for your skin. And it's like, whoever invented that wasn't looking for a moisturizing cream, you know? Like, <laughs> Where do they get? You, yeah. And also, how do you pitch that in the meeting at like Nivea? You're like, yeah, I got this new cream. Uh, I it's think this. you probably use, you leave the details of where you got the ingredients out okay, for the then first when, couple meetings. When Nivea want to bulk buy it and they go, right, and what's this? Uh, okay, it's uh, baby It's going to take a couple <laughs> weeks to source. <laughs> He's lucky that the police didn't raid him before he got the cure. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, because otherwise he's just there with, it's just disgusting. But yeah, I don't think that was, I think that was a happy accident as opposed to. <laughs> I, I'd really like, I, I, I feel weak, but I, other people's blood makes me feel strong yeah, when I yeah, see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'd really like to see someone else's blood then go into my body and then I'd feel strong like they feel. Yeah, if, if you said that to you at a party, you'd run. <laughs> Can I put your blood into me? Like, oh. I feel it'd be good for both of us. <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like these two, the the moisturizing guy and him, it's like for every one of them, there's like 20,000 people who are always like Jeffrey Dahmer or something like that. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Happy accidents. <laughs> yeah. But how we, back then as well, you think, what would you do it with? Like, In 1547. Yeah. Like cut your arm and I don't, well, you know, he was spin theorizing. it. Into the, okay. He was spitballing about what he wants. That was a great era for theorizing because you didn't have the technology. So and go, well, I everyone reckon... acts like people are like Michelangelo. Of course, he was a genius, but didn't he? Or was it Da Vinci that he mm. theorized the helicopter? I don't know. I don't have a clue. Okay, I'm just going to not even finish that thought because we look too stupid. Well, you can see it. You can see a leaf spin and go, oh, that can, you know, I would have thought of it. You know, you see a leaf spin around, you go make a helicopter. You would have thought of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Prob no, I don't think I would have. I, I Honestly, even batteries, I go, what the fuck? Who goes. We can have this thing, and then it gets charged by that. You just don't. I don't get it at all. No, I'm not. I'm not a progressive. Uh, I'm not an innovator. No, no. I don't think I'm going to contribute anything that's going to move this world forward in you any can, way. You can. You're cons a consumer. I'm a consumer. We are both consumers. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be. Yeah, the kids will look back at us. It'll be funny because our Instagrams will still be there when the world's burning. Yeah. So, like, and whenever it starts happening, the descendants of us will be able to see us, like, posing for selfies on Ryanair flights, like, eating non-recyclable takeaways and having a great time. And they'll just be like, fuck you lot to yeah. hell. Yeah, um, you did this to the planet. Have you got anything else on uh, 1547? You got any bright, cheery stuff? Did you know the last man that Henry VIII executed mm -hmm. was a poet? <laughs> I don't know why I find that funny, but it's good. Yeah. I don't understand poetry. Not just a poet. His name was Henry Howard. He was the Earl of Sussex. Henry an English Howard. nobleman, politician, and a poet. Twat. Hey, I'm Henry Howard. I'm a nobleman and a poet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly that. He invented the sonnet. Ugh. So, you know, the sonnet, like, shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was, was him. Oh, God. And Henry VIII. Cut off his head. Why? Because he thought he was conspiring against him. 
what the poet was writing yeah, yeah, was yeah. writing poems against him. And he yeah. was going to kill his dad the next day, but then Henry VIII died, so his dad lived. <laughs> he didn't do things in half. So no, Henry, no, he? no. I'm going to kill your fucking dad as well. That's so funny. Uh, he was, Henry had obviously gone so mad by his various illnesses. But then I, I looked into Henry Howard, mm. and like 30 years later, his son, mm. completely unrelated incident, also executed. And I'm just like, I'm going to say, if you're executed and then 30 years later, your son is executed and they try to execute your father, but, and he gets off in a technicality, maybe in this case, specifically, it's your family. Annoying genes. Maybe you have a vibe that makes people not want to be around you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the equivalent of of Prince William or uh, the Queen, sorry, having Ed Sheeran killed now, isn't it? He's conspiring against me. I just listened to his latest song. He has a big following. (laughs) He has cut his fucking head off and kill his dad, too. (laughs) Just Rick Sheeran. Like, what? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm an electrician. (laughs) Kill Rick. Hearing messages in in the songs. Yeah, that's funny, though, that the poet killed... Because now you have a thing of, like, uh, your Twitter gets removed if you say something that Twitter doesn't like, and everyone's like, oh, you can't say anything anymore. When actually, you can. You just get banned from Twitter. 500 or so years ago, you get your head cut off and they kill your dad as well, (laughs) just in case. The amazing thing about Twitter Mm -hmm. is Twitter only cares about what happens on Twitter. Mm Mm-hmm. Like Bill Cosby, mm-hmm. arguably one of America's biggest serial rapists, mm-hmm. is on Twitter. And OJ Simpson. And OJ Simpson. OJ's Twitter is pretty uh, inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen it? But no. He's all about unity. He's like, there's too much uh, tribalism in the world. Everyone needs to be nicer to one another. He's always on the golf course. Well, that's nice. It's really if if, if 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 you didn't know anything about him, if you cut out that one night and you just had naked gun, the American football, and now the Twitter, you'd be like, this guy's like the black David Attenborough. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but think about Co- Cosby's on Twitter. Yeah, what's he what's he saying? He just says whatever he wants to say, but he gets to be on Twitter. That's so odd. But if he. If he made a rape joke on Twitter... Oh, he'd be kicked off. Yeah, I see what the point you're making. He'd be kicked off. No jokes, just the real thing. Thank you very much. That's so bad. Twitter, like, the logic of Twitter is just like, we don't care what you do in your real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you don't talk about it on here. (laughs) That's so funny at OJ as well. If you made an OJ joke, you'd probably get taken off. Yeah. That's, yeah, I didn't even think of that. It's mind-blowing. Yeah, it's insane. It's like, can you ban him for being him? <laughs> like, just ban him because I don't want to hear from him. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the, yeah, if you had, like, Saddam Hussein on there and it's like, uh, no. Yeah, and Saddam would just, like, tweet pictures of how fun it was when he was in charge. Yeah, and then he goes, oh, I killed the fucking Kurds. And someone goes, well, that's too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know you did it, just didn't want you to say it on here. Yeah. Take that shit to Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Zuckerberg's like, welcome. Yeah, come along. Welcome to a platform. <laughs> Imagine what your target ads would be like if you're Saddam Hussein. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Your algorithm. 
just machine guns and weird stuff all the time. You yeah. Know? I always get like boxing videos and if I want to buy something on Amazon, they'll just start showing me it. If you're a psychopath. YouTube, well, if you're Saddam Hussein and he was around when YouTube was, YouTube would just say, Saddam Hussein, do you want to watch videos of people Saddam Hussein has killed? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and his own narrated versions of his life story. Yeah. Okay, well, that's 1547. Done. I think we've covered the year comprehensively. It was a grim year. I think most of them are going to be grim. Sometimes I think they'll be a bit more uplifting than that. We'll try and find some stuff. But that one was definitely more grim because it's just Henry VIII, Francis, dead, dead. Ivan the Terrible gets to be in charge. Yeah. I didn't even cover Cortez, who committed genocide in Mexico. Yeah, I mean, we had quite a lot of murder. A poet was executed. That's Wait, a bit of fun. That was the fun bit. I enjoyed that. The Ed Sheeran of 1547. Okay, well, that's all I've got. Are we done? Yeah, I'm done. We've, okay. we've covered the whole year. All right, well, I'll see you in a week. See you in a week. Thank you for listening. Subscribe. Share with your friends. Please let people know about this podcast so that I am eventually paid to spend time with this man. Yes, and uh, leave reviews on any platform we listen to because they help out with the whatever. Thanks. Cheers. Thank you for listening to an episode of The Year Is with me, comedian Bobby Mayer, and my sometimes friend, Red Richardson. This podcast has been produced by our brilliant producer, Jody Vandenberg. Thank you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.